Welcome to the Golden Moment Podcast. My name is Mio Biskin. In today's episode, I had a great conversation with Will Frost. He is a Wim Hof instructor, which is how I met Will at a workshop that he was running. And it was a really great experience. I won't I won't go into too much about it. We talk about it in the episode. But Will was really generous in describing the Wim Hof method, the benefits of it. We talked about this idea of hormesis, which is basically how your body can get stronger when we actually put it under uh, certain levels of stress, low levels of stress, and which is a, an idea that I'm really fascinated by on the physical level, but also on the psychological level. And um, yeah, it was just a really great conversation. And I'm really happy to introduce Will to you and to the world. And so here he is, Mr. Will Frost. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> All right. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. So I'm here with <laughs> William Frost, Will Frost, the Frost Master. I don't know what your other nicknames are, <laughs> but... Um, Frostmeister, that's fine. The Frostmeister. So I will have introduced you a little bit um, before we step into this, but um, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about who you are what, and what you do and obviously focusing in on some of uh, the magic that I've been involved with with you. Mm -hmm. You know what okay. that means. <laughs> <laughs> I most certainly do. Yes. Um, right. Well, I guess I specialize in helping people deal with stress. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's where I'm at these days. That's what my vocation is. That's what I feel like my mission is right now. Mm. Uh, that's, mm. my, that's my why. And, mm. and right now my, my what is using um, techniques, which I learned through Wim Hof Method, which is, particular style of breath work and that's opened me up into a, <clears throat> a whole field of different um uh breathing modalities like i specialize in breathing and my breathing is one thing which i focus on really i try and hone in on to uh to mitigate stress in people mm -hmm. um, there's so much to uncover in just the breath alone um mm -hmm. And I feel like that avenue in and of itself is just so, I mean, you've experienced it. It's just so powerful. It's such a profound experience in and of itself. I mean, there's mm. a lot of different methods you can de-stress, but for me, the quickest and most effective way is using breath work. Um, mm. And it was, yeah, like I said, it was through the Wim Hof method that introduced me to the world of, well, the medicinal potential of, of breathing. Um, mm. that is, so that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So was that sort of your first introduction to the idea of, of breath work and breathing and how it can, how you have so much control over your autonomic nervous system and all those things? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was the first, it was the first, okay. It wasn't the first door to open, but it was <clears throat> where the door got kicked in. The, it, yeah. Yeah, it's got smashed off the hook. <laughs> but it was through it was through uh, yoga that I first was introduced to breathing. Was it, for those of you, for those of your listeners who have done yoga, you understand that it's not just the postures. Mm. You know that, that the the undercurrent of a yoga practice is uh, is the breathing, right? Um, 
like it was, they say the postures come second, the breathing comes first. You need to maintain that fluidity throughout the entire practice. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like at the time, I think I've been practicing yoga for like four or five months and I was really feeling the physical benefits of it, but I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand anything about the breathing side of things. Like it, it didn't really make much sense to me until one class. I remember leaving feeling like I just smoked a massive doobie massive yeah. joint and i was like hang yeah. on <laughs> that that that's that's odd <laughs> that, that, that's an, what have they got piping sensation. through the air conditioner that shouldn't yeah happen, right? <laughs> I, was I was like i'm coming back for more sign me up yeah, um, yeah. but <laughs> but i realized it was that was the first session i had where i i felt fully present with my breath from the moment I stepped into the door to the moment I was in Shavasana laying down on the mat after 90 minutes. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so that's interesting. This is how I feel. And when you, I mean, when you feel something, that's normally, it's normally truth, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you feel something organically, mm-hmm. <clears throat> nature doesn't really make mistakes. So if you feel something organically, it's normally like it's there for the right reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. So I felt this feeling and I was like, it can't have been the postures as I've been doing this for four or five months already. It's got to be the fact that I was connected to the, to the breath for the whole mm. 90 minutes. And that really, as you so beautifully put, blasted down the door of my introduction to breath work and my introduction to uh, the hidden, I guess, potential. I don't mean, I, I keep using the word potential, but it's, it's a fine mm. adjective to describe it, like the potential behind, behind breath, breath work. And then there's only a few months after that that I've already discovered Wim Hof. Mm. And, and I, I genuinely believe if I didn't have that experience through yoga, I would have probably turned, so I, I would have probably turned away from Wim Hof completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I probably would have listened to him and it just would not have aligned with me if I didn't have that experience in the first place. Yeah. So because I already had that experience of, of you know, like uh, through yoga, um, it really broadened my awareness to to what Wim Hof had to say. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then the rest is history. Yeah. So for people who don't know Wim Hof, um, I'll leave some yeah. kind of link around here. But um, Totally. Link to his website. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great website. Do you, do you have like a one-minute synopsis of, of him and his journey and what he offers and he's, he's a remarkable human being that's also it's really how you and i got in contact because i discovered yeah. him through the of the vice documentary that i'll probably link below when i was actually i was in berlin i'd just been in iceland and i discovered this thing and i was like what the hell is this guy so he he was well known for doing uh cold exposure extreme kind of feats of endurance (laughs) but then a lot of it and that's what they focus on mainly in that documentary but then it it, he kind of talks about the breath work and all that that really opened me up and i thought ah that that sounds like something i really want to do so then when i got back to australia uh, i can't remember how i think i just looked it up i just looked it up and i found there was one happening in melbourne and i i thought i'm gonna go along and then Matt, Matt, you had a so yeah had a phenomenal experience doing it the breath work alone but then all the understanding that you share all the science that that is behind it um, and then I don't know if we should 
talk about there? Well, having a, having an ice bath, basically. <laughs> having an ice bath for three or four minutes, I think it was, was a, was a phenomenal experience. And for me, I was coming to it because of all the mindset stuff because I'm, I'm fascinated with, you know, what's possible. And the word you, you mentioned, potential, is one of my favourite words. You know, I'm just fascinated with what we can, what we can do as human beings. Mm. Um, so is that, a, is that a fair enough summary of what that's it does? That's a fantastic that's yeah that's i, I could put it better myself <laughs> i'm pretty sure there is <laughs> <laughs> well and we'll get into it and you will yes yeah 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 100 percent. but it's it's interesting that depending who asks me that question depends on the answer i give and the reason right. i say that is because there is so many things happening in the wim hof method Mm, there's mm. so many things happening at the same time when you really mm. go down that rabbit hole mm. you see moving parts everywhere yeah and that is because the human super system is a super system made up of many little systems and like mm. cogs in a clock when mm. one moves so does the other so they're mm. all so tightly connected so depending who asked me that question of what the Wim Hof method is all about depends yeah. what kind of answer I give and what kind of avenue I go down <laughs> Yeah. But if you really want to boil it all down to a word, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's unlocking the potential. It's mm-hmm. unlocking the human potential within us, which is not necessarily being locked forever. It's something which Wim feels and I, I reciprocate that has been locked through uh, years of <clears throat> uh, living in comfort during like the industrial revolution. Um, um, agriculture, you know, all of these things which have really sh- detached us from nature, um, which has made us super smart and super incredible as, as a species, has really dumbed us down in terms of our biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wim Hof method is just a fantastically simple method to unlock that potential, mm-hmm. which is just laying dormant in our biology. You know, yeah. It's got to wake it up again. Yeah, there's, there's something, there's a, there's a part of your workshop where you describe this that I found really eye-opening and maybe you can kind of give us more of the context because we, we forget that humans have evolved through really difficult conditions and that mm. this, this was the part that I love and I don't want to steal your punchline, but it's, <laughs> it's been in recent times where that's different. So do you want to give us a bit more of that context? Because I love the way you put it. Yeah, no, totally. Um, there's a, there's a phrase I use in my workshops, uh, trying to think what it is. It's been so long, COVID. <laughs> really st- <laughs> um, uh, I can't think of the word. I can't think of the phrase. But it's, it, basically, it sums it up quite nicely that we live just completely detached from nature. I mean, we, as a species, like anatomically modern humans, so people who just look exactly like you and me with the same brain size and the same autonomic nervous system and whatnot, same biological makeup. We've been kicking around for like 200,000 years. Um, but it's only in the last two, three, four at max thousand years that we've really been encompassing more and more levels of comfort into our lives, right? Mm. And as I said, it's not necessarily, necessarily a bad thing, but nor is a pizza. But you don't want to eat pizza every day for the rest of your life. Mm. Mm. So the whole idea of us being 
so connected to living in comfort has completely detached us from what our bodies have been designed to be able to cope with. Cold exposure, extreme heat, um, like saunas and, and stuff. But that's just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Mm. There's really so much more we can do with our bodies once we start to, uh, I guess, reintroduce it to something that it is designed to do. So mm. I personally believe, I don't know if there's actually any science that would back this up, but I personally believe that the reason why we have so much illness and stress these days, but not just like stress, I'm talking like emotional stress and like physiological stress, uh, really comes down to the fact that we are no longer stimulating our bodies in the way that they want to be stimulated in the way that they've been designed to stimulate. Like if you just take our immune, our immune system, for example, our immune system is always on. Like it, it, it always wants something to do. It always wants something to fight. Because when we were living outside as like hunter-gatherers, we were so exposed to everything, you know, to the, to the elements, to diseases, to pathogens, and our immune system. And this is very important to understand, like particularly right now, when, you know, we're sanitizing everything, everything. Like we, we don't want any bacteria on anything. Like if there's no yeah. bacteria in our, in our lives, we would be dead. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> it's funny. Like it's almost like a paradox, but mm. our immune system is perfectly designed to, to cope with so much more than what we give it. Mm. And the more we sanitize and, and the more we live in comfort and not expose ourselves to any kind of stress, like a little bit of stress is really good for us. If we're not exposing our bodies to stress, then our immune systems will get bored and it will seek entertainment elsewhere in the form of autoimmune diseases. And that's where the immune system starts to fight itself. Because like I said, it always wants something to do. It always wants something to fight. If there's nothing to fight, it will turn on itself. And then you'll create a very hostile environment in your own body. You know, it's like a civil war inside of your own immune system uh, and that leads to as i said autoimmune diseases it can lead to depression and you know, chronic inflammation and all these different things which seems to be a pandemic in and of itself today um, mm. that was a very long-winded explanation of the wim hof method but that's just one element you know re-exposing yeah. yourself to to extreme environments yeah to produce a little bit of adaptation yeah and so that's related to something else that i also learn from you that I think about in other contexts is this the idea of uh, hormesis. Is that, is that what yeah. it's called? Hormesis. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of what you're talking about with stress. So um, yeah. I think about it in my own life all the time, but I also, you know, I work with artists and creatives and they get under certain types of stress. And so stress can be this thing that unravels you or it can be something if it's framed correctly can be something that really psychologically really empowers you and is very a powerful mm -hmm. thing. So how do you think about, um, maybe we can start with like physical stress. Um, you mentioned like, you know, sunbathing and, and there are, mm -hmm. there are examples like that. What are some examples of, well, maybe if you define hormesis better than I have and, um, and talk about, um, yeah, the different physical stresses that we have and maybe how that's related to psychological stress. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so hormesis is the idea of uh, 
introducing a little bit of stress into your body for it to uh, not enough to like completely topple over, but just a little bit for it to be able to um, deal with. So yes, yeah, sunbathing is a, is a good example. You don't want to be sitting outside in the sun for hours and hours because it'll, you know, it'll fry you. <laughs> but yeah. a little bit is really good for you. You know, you get your photons and you get your vitamin D and, uh, you know, just it's, that's really good for your um, circadian rhythm. You know, the, when you wake up in the morning, mm. it's always good to get sun within like the first hour of you waking up. Anyway, mm. I digress. Mm. Um, sunbathing <laughs> is one example. Um, <laughs> working out strength mm. like strength exercise or like high endurance um cardio exercise that's again that's another definition of stress mm. but what i mean that's a, that's obviously a well-known example you go to the gym mm. to you know to to break down muscle tissue in order for it to grow back but it grows back mm. stronger that's how you mm. grow muscle and it's how you get strong it's a very schematic overview but you know that's another definition of hormetic stress and mm. so how hormetic stress plays in the Wim Hof method is that in both the breath work and the cold exposure. So the cold exposure is the obvious one. Uh, when you're in the yeah. cold, you're triggering a fight or flight response and that triggers a whole cascade of different um, uh, responses. But when you're in the cold, it's also been shown that you produce um, uh, opioids. So like feel good, your own, endogenous feel-good hormones it's your own wow. endogenous heroin that's what opioid that's what heroin is made from opioids so you produce your own opioids when you're in your ice bath so when you come out not only have you just produced hormetic stress you've also come out feeling euphoric and powerful and really good similar to when you have an intense gym session you know that last rep on that last set is going to kill and you might be in pain and sweating and your heart is racing but you take a breath and you allow a system to calm down. And then you're like, oh, I feel amazing right now. It's, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a similar sort of concept with the ice bath. Mm-hmm. And um, you're also providing the similar sort of stress in, in the breath work as well. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with hormonal yeah. stress. And, and the whole idea with us living in comfort all the time is that we're no longer providing hormetic stress to our bodies in any way. In mm-hmm. any way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, yeah. So, hormetic, a little bit of hormetic stress in our lives every day provides a world of a world of good. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. It's like where all uh, like personal growth or whatever mostly comes in the form form of friction. You know, it's like if there's nothing to push yeah. against in life, we don't exercise those psychological muscles or whatever. Um, yeah, which is. I suppose an example of that is, I don't know, people would say trust fund babies or whatever who have everything handed to them once they're put out into the real world or kids have been mm. massively over-parented and have never had to manage any stress or any conflict with their friends or whatever. Tend to, yeah, it's um, resilience training, mm, isn't it? No, mm. it's, phys- it's physical resilience training, but it's also emotional resilience training mm. and and the more resilience you build up for yourself, the, the more you're able to cope with future stresses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the more you introduce stress into your life, the better you can deal with stress. Yeah. 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 I think that that's such an interesting thing. It reveals the paradox where people think, so for me to be able to handle stress, I'm going to remove all stress. 
I'm going to do everything I can to hide away from stress and shield myself yeah. from stress where that actually it's not how it works, works. <laughs> not how it works <laughs> the way is to move into discomfort which i know in the Wim Hof method he talks about a lot you know experiencing discomfort and becoming comfortable in discomfort being able to manage yeah. your your mind and your body and tell yourself a different story which makes you ultimately stronger to go into other adverse environments Totally, 100%. But that's not to say you need to be stressing yourself out all the time. No, no. You know, there, there's always the balance that you need to consider at all times. And, yeah, you know, you have your, you have the one side, which is your active and like arousal and fight or flight state. Then, you, but you, you got to honor that as much as you honor your relaxing state. But you just want to be relaxed and, you know, zen all the time and not, ex and not you know, express anger or frustration or stress mm. but then again you don't want to be stressed and angry and frustrated all the time and never mm. demonstrate any moments of zen mm -hmm. you know you need to be able to fluctuate between the two and yeah. like one of the optimal markers for for optimal health is one who is able to switch mm. from both with ease Mm. go from one side to the other and the one and, and the person who can do that is someone who is used to being uh regularly uh introduced to moments of stress mm. does that make sense yeah 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 for sure yeah it's it's interesting um distinction between like being under stress a lot of the time and i suppose most of the time unconsciously being stressed which leads to illnesses and just poor mental health, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So um, what a, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far away from sort of the breath work, but what I'm finding interesting in this discussion is, um, is our association with stress. I, I just think, I feel like it's so important that stress, the way in our culture, I suppose we've been experiencing it, has been quite detrimental. Like, I don't know, people working really long hours in a little cubicle, looking at a screen um, and then having to work at weekends or whatever. I suppose that's maybe the cultural definition of how stress is mostly experienced, mm -hmm. which we would call, I suppose, negative stress. But um, it's been given a very bad rap. So the idea of, of stress, that if I feel stressed at any time, I have to retreat. And sometimes that probably is the case, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I need some downtime or whatever. Um, so I suppose I'm, I'm wanting to rejig the definition of stress or people's association to it, to see that stress can be a positive force. What you do you think? It's funny that <clears throat> um, I forgot his name. His name escapes me, but the man who coined the term stress um, I think the story goes, he didn't have a fine grasp of the English language and he really meant to say something else, like, sh like strain rather than stress. Oh, right. Because stress was originally, the word stress was made for machinery. The word stress wasn't designed for, for human use. <laughs> right, right. Okay. It, it, was, it was made to define the act of a, of a machine. That's, mm. that's where the word originates from. Mm. Um, 
And the more that we work like machines and away from our human spirit and human nature, then the more stress or strain we will create in our lives, you know, and again, it comes down to the idea of, of balance, you know, you need to have the balance between the two, but I think it, I think this is a po- uh, this is a conversation for another podcast, but I feel like it overlaps. It's not just, it's not as simple as the same balance. You know what I mean? You need, mm. you need to be able to distinguish mm. the different levels of stress, you know, whether this particular stress is serving me in a good way or whether it's this stress is serving me in a bad way. You know, I feel, I feel yeah. like it's, there's a lot of different sub branches we can go off with this. Yeah. But to, but to keep it within the realm of, of this, this, uh, this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, um, that, I suppose that's one of the things I was sort of um, alluding to or thinking about was there are different forms of stress. Even maybe there's, there's a category of positive stress and positive of detrimental stress or something. Um, yeah. Well, it comes down to perception as well. Yeah. Doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, like something that might be terrifying for me to experience might not be equally as terrifying for you. You know, it all comes mm. down to personal experience and it all comes down to you know, individuality, really. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Which is Which fascinating is... in and of itself. It, it's all oh, subjective. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us... mind state comes in. Yeah. Perfectly back to ice baths and... Um, kind of the physical stress part that the framing is so important of, of that experience that, and you're in your workshops, you're, you know, you're quite masterful in how you set up that frame, obviously with educating people and then getting the breath work happening and getting people into a state where they already feel like this is like a positive experience I'm having. And then once they go into the bath, they're already expecting it to be, have a positive outcome. Whereas if they were just like thrown off a cruise ship into the, into the freezing Atlantic or something, they would not be like, this is a great experience. <laughs> so framing, yeah, the, the psychological term of framing is so important. And I remember um, at one of your workshops, uh, I kind of, you know, the first one I just went in and thought, okay, I'm just going to, my framing is I'm going to be just calm and present or whatever. And I remember asking you at the second one, I think like, you know, is there something I should be thinking basically like something I should be placing in my mind that I can focus on? I can't remember exactly what, what frame you sort of offered me, but I think it was just to relax and enjoy it or something like that. But then the third time I had the experience, um, I just decided I was going to stay in the, in the frame of love, like love and support actually. So I was obviously with someone else and I thought, I'm going to make this a little bit less about me and my experience and see if I can be present for someone else or whatever. And each of those experiences was very different. Yeah. So the framing is powerful. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Cool. Um, So the, um, the breath, I know this is another mm. seven podcast episodes, which is why people should check out your your online training around this, which we will link to and we'll tell them where to go for that stuff um, because it's so powerful. Um, when, so, you know, probably even when you started talking about the breath, if people haven't experienced any of this, they're like, I'm breathing all the time. Okay, fine, big deal. <laughs> or, you know, okay, I take a deep breath in. Yeah, I feel a bit better. 
but, um, <laughs> but, but it goes so, so deep and it's such a simple, it's almost like it's, it's there right in front of us all the time. It's so normal. We, we don't, it is an unconscious process. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, what, what's been your journey with the breath or what are some, what are some things that you, that really draw you towards going, you know, studying it and understanding it deeper? The fact that it, it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good motivator. You know what I mean? It yeah. just works. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some things you try and for, like for me personally, if I don't feel something more or less straight away, like mm. within the first session, then, it, then I think, you know, it's probably not for me. Yeah. <laughs> the thing of breathing is that it, it doesn't take much at all. And you're right. It is yeah. right there in front of us. Mm. And we're not taught how to breathe. You know, it, it, like having, like, I mean, even saying that out loud sounds really absurd. And you know, no one teaches you how to breathe. Of course, I just breathe. It's just something my body does. Yeah, it is yeah. something your body does. But what the beautiful thing, like I feel, the one of the most beautiful things about it is that it has been gifted to us by nature <clears throat> to, to work on its own accord. So I can just sit here and my body will just breathe on its own. Mm. Or I can take full control over it and I can change the rhythm, the depth, the intensity. Mm. I can change all of these knobs and levers of my breath to almost hack into my body and change it from the inside out. Mm. Like that is essentially what you're doing when you manipulate your breath, when you take, when you take conscious control over, over it. And it's the only system, it's the only organ in our body which we can do that with. Like I can't just sit here and eat something and then tell my body to digest it. You know, that'd be, that'd be exhausting if I had to do that all the time because I eat so much. But, you know, it's the, fa- <laughs> the, the fact that it just happens automatically. I don't need to think about it. Whereas the breath, we, have, we can take control or we can just let the, uh, the body do its thing. So you're right. It is right there in front of us. And all we have to do is just learn to tap into it. And, and it just works, you know, depending what you want to get out of it, mm. you can change so much of your state, your, your state of mind or your physiological state, depending on how you breathe. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. truly, it's truly magical. And I feel like it's something that, um, should be looked at more now but i feel like it is i feel like the 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 whole practice of of breath awareness and conscious breathing and breath work as if you want to call it that has really become very popular over the last Mm. few years and i feel like as wim hof was a huge component of that he was he's someone who's put the whole this whole practice onto the main the main stage so to speak and so as Mm. you know this covid situation Mm. And more and more information is coming out recently of, of the power of breath work and well, can I ask you to do reduce when do, a, to do me a favor? Oh yeah. Tilt I'm sorry. Your screen a little God, bit God, right. God was saying hi. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt, <laughs> but yeah, COVID sitch. That's okay. Sure, yeah. It's heightened yeah. everyone's awareness yeah. of their internal state a bit more. Yes. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's almost a blessing in disguise. I feel. Mm. Uh, I feel yeah. like we were on a slippery slope towards a very ugly 
bottom. Um, mm. uh, this this whole situation, this whole situation has sort of flipped all right around for a lot of people. You know, made people more conscious of their choices in life. You know, mm. uh, the way they look after their body and they look after their mind. And mm. you know, there's there's a lot to be. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to what's happening right now. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We probably wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for this situation. I may not be, you know, doing this podcast, but yeah, exactly. it's kind of like, all right, I got to get resourceful because I'd probably be on tour right now. So like, all right, I've got, you know, I want to, I want to talk to cool people and you know, get the word out about music. I do. Um, cool. So when you're talking about, I, I love that the visual and the metaphors of just like the knobs and the levers where you really can, you can change the depth of your breath and the rhythm and intensity. And um, for people who haven't experienced it, what are some of the things you can experience simply by, I don't know, maybe you can choose a dimension like, okay, if you start breathing deeper and longer or whatever, this is actually an effect you can create within your body or rapid short breaths. I don't, you know, I don't know what all the combos are, but some of those kind of altered states or experiences people can have. Yeah. Well, I guess if you want to break it down into the, uh, like a, a, like a visual, um, you can look at your upper body from like the hip up as like three, three zones. Mm. So you have your abdominal region, which is like here, that's like zone one. Yeah. When you have your chest and like upper collarbone, that could be zone two. When you've got your shoulders, which is like zone three. And depending what state your body is in, depends on how you will breathe, like what zone you'll, you'll be breathing from. So mm. I mean, this, this is a very schematic. It goes a lot deeper than this, but just to give yeah. you like a basic understanding. Um, if your body or your nervous system, most importantly, is feeling safe and relaxed um, and you'll breathe from the belly, okay? you'll breathe using the diaphragm. It's a calming breath. It's a, it's a grounding breath. And those times we were feeling aroused, like excited, uh, pumped because you have a gym, you just did like a working set or you just ran a sprint, whatever, you'll move up to zone two and you'll breathe from this area. It's short, it's fast, it gets the breath in, it gets it out nice and quick. It doesn't have to travel all the way down to the bottom. You can just like hover it here. It's close to the heart, so it's quite emotional as well. It's quite emotional breathing. Like <sighs> The chest comes up. And then is zone three, which is you know, almost like life-threatening situation and very, very intense stress. People like breathe up here, which is why a lot of people these days, they have like pain in the back of their neck and Mm -hmm. top of their shoulders with breathing like this all the time or Mm -hmm. like sitting with their shoulders kind of cramped Mm up. Yeah. Um, And because we are able to take control of our breathing, we are able to manipulate, manipulate, um, the way that we feel through breathing into different areas. Mm. So for example, if I have experienced something quite stressful uh, and I want to calm myself down, I will focus on breathing techniques that is more abdominal dominant. Mm. Yeah? Getting that breath nice and slow, nice and controlled, nice and relaxed. However, if I want to be... If I want to breathe myself into a state of awareness or if I want to breathe myself Mm -hmm. myself into an energized state, I will dominate the chest area. So, Mm. you know, that will stimulate like high heart rate and adrenaline and 
Mm. And there's no, there's no practice, which I know, which you, where you want to go to do that. So you yeah, just to get stressed out <laughs> the zones one and two, you know, shoulders, yeah. they, they should never come up when you're breathing ever. So yeah, yeah. The, the stones one and two. So yeah, you can take that control and manipulate different areas of your body to stimulate mm. chemical arousal, mm. chemical uh, production, which has like a knock on effect with hormones and neurotransmitters. And then you can achieve a particular state through the way that you breathe it's fascinating that's, it's so, it's so powerful that's just that simple thing that you laid out which like you said it's, it's a very basic idea and there's you know there's tons more to it but just that simple idea is very powerful related back to the idea of hacking into your body so you have you have mm-hmm. more conscious control over what's happening in your body simply through breath and even as you were talking about i could feel you know when you're talking about oh when you're relaxed or whatever, you're breathing into your belly or whatever. And I, I notice, oh, yeah, I am. And then, so that's the beautiful awareness of the breath that it can be so simple, but the extent of that is so powerful what you can do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Man. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, we might leave it there for now, but um, All right. I, would, I would love yeah, for us to, I would love, yeah, you've got a bit of a, deadline to hop out on um but yeah i'd love us to continue the conversation obviously fascinated with what you do and every all the possibilities that are there um is there anywhere you would like to direct people so they can follow you get in touch with you experience some of this for themselves which i again highly recommend people do this it's been ah i i'm still gonna i should tell you i've been doing cold showers <laughs> consistently Hey. So people know this. So I haven't had a warm shower for over a year. It's been a year and four months or something. And, um, wow. and it's a huge part of my, you know, my day now. Like it's just, it's so yeah. in, um, invigorating. And there are days where I don't have a shower and I don't get that, that experience. Not that it just wakes me up, mm-hmm. but the experience of doing it and um, is just so beneficial. So, um, from my experience, it's extremely beneficial. So people should definitely get in touch with you. Where can they do it? <laughs> well, just to piggyback off that, it's well, well done, by the way, for yeah, thanks. having a cold shower every day for like a year and a half. But uh, it's funny, like it becomes almost like a ritual. I don't know if you can agree with me on this, but it becomes like a ritual. And it's like my life now, I feel like I'm so backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel like if you just put someone in a cold shower, when your back is turned, they'll just turn it hot, you know, finish it hot and get out, you know, get, get a nice bit of comfort and then get out. Whereas yeah. I've noticed recently that with me, I'm so backwards. I would like sometimes feel like, oh, I don't want to have a cold shower today. So I have a hot one. Yeah. And then I'll kind of like look over my shoulder and then finish it cold. And then get out. That's really what I wanted. Yeah. That's great. So backwards. That's great. I think backwards but is sometimes a forwards. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Totally. Um, yeah, where can people find me? On my Instagram. I'm most active on my Instagram. It'd be um, getfrost, get-frost underscore. Yep. Yeah, underscore. Uh, so getfrost underscore. Um, my Facebook page is um, forward slash getfrost1. Yep. Um, and all the information about what I'm doing in terms of my workshops and uh, upcoming courses are all pretty much on my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, yeah. So I'm in the middle of cool. a three-week online course now. 
which I obviously launched last week as my first week. And I've got another set of dates launching in three weeks. Cool. So all of the information for that is on my, on my Instagram as well. Awesome. Yeah. So by the time this, this comes out, you'll be probably starting up a new round and uh, I highly recommend people uh, just get involved just to experience it. Even if it's just to mm. open their eyes, not necessarily for ice baths and cold showers, but just simply even what the breath can do to just, just open that doorway a little bit and then you can, yeah. you can nudge it open further for people who are ready to totally. go deeper into just it. But elbow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again for being here. You're welcome. And we'll talk Bye-bye. soon. Thank you for sending this up. Yeah. Pleasure. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Will. He's a, a great dude and, yeah, imparted some really vital, simple, clear instructions of breathing, nice, long, deep breaths to calm the nervous system. So hopefully that relaxed you but also i hope it inspired you to go check him out there's going to be links in the description below wherever you're viewing this or listening to this we can go and check him out yeah i highly recommend you get amongst it and uh yeah so thanks again to will for being a part of this if you like this episode please like it give it a thumbs up share it with a friend share it on social media with your own insights Please leave a comment below so we can have a conversation about any anything you want to add to this and um, you know do the usual things of reviewing it and give it a nice rating on iTunes or Stitcher. This really helps us get the podcast out to more people. So I really appreciate that. If you'd like to get some free music, you can get a download of five of my songs by going to meobiskin.com slash free music. You can also get a limited edition signed personalized CD of my latest album, Golden Moment, by going to meobiskin.com slash GMCD. That comes also with an instant digital download of the album, so you can listen to it, and there'll be a sweet limited edition package coming your way very soon after. So I hope you'll check that out. Thank you very much for listening. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Stay golden and I will see you very soon. Bye for now.